0: Welcome to the Humans of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Christian Mandacescu, the Chief Risk Officer at iCreditworks. iCreditworks offers a simple, seamless, and secure mobile loan application process. Christian leads risk management in this fintech startup leveraging advanced mobile technologies, data science and artificial intelligence to transform point of care lending in the healthcare consumer sector. Holding an MBA from Western University and having completed training at Harvard and MIT, he has worked for decades at a large global financial institution until 2019, when he decided to join the startup world within a FinTech. He is here today to share his story and experiences along the way. Welcome, it is fantastic to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Nadia. Very happy to be here.
0: So, just to begin with things, could you tell us a bit more about your current business, iCreditworks, and what problem you solve?
1: iCreditworks is a fintech startup that wants to change how consumers access finance for medical services at the point of care. Most people, especially in the US, do not have savings to cover the expense of procedures for themselves or their loved ones. Whether they need care for their teeth, a hearing aid, or care for their pets, most people are challenged when the expense exceeds several hundred dollars. Traditional financing methods like banks take several days to provide a decision and are not available at the point of care. iCreditworks has developed a mobile app that can be accessed from your mobile phone when and where you need financing and provides a decision within seconds.
0: So- With all of that in mind, tell us about your journey from traditional finance to this fintech.
1: After working in the financial industry for over two decades, I realized that while society was changing fast, banking was slow to adjust and keep pace with the evolving needs and wants of the modern consumers. I decided to join the fintech space where the ability to respond to and even anticipate consumer needs is literally a matter of life and death for the respective startup. If you are right, and focus on what really matters for consumers, your success will result in stratospheric valuations. If you are not, you will quickly run out of funding and cease operations. Therefore, the consumer is always at the center of everything. And in my opinion, this is how it should be. To facilitate my transition to the FinTech space, I completed programs at Harvard and MIT in artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, technology, and entrepreneurship. I also networked as much as possible, both online and in person. I have to say that the journey was both exciting and more difficult than I expected. I am really happy, though, to be where I am today. Working in fintech is exhilarating.
0: I think it's so important that you've shared that journey because it is a journey that a lot of people think about making but haven't made just yet. So just hearing your experiences of that is so beneficial. Now, looking back, you were the executive sponsor of the Diversity Committee at Scotiabank. I'd love it if you could just share some of your insights with us.
1: Sure. Uh, Let me start by saying that I was surprised by my appointment because I am a white male. However, large organizations are wise most of the time, and my selection had nothing to do with me personally and everything to do with what I could do for this newly created employee resource group. I'm really good at developing a strategy, establishing its framework and executing by inspiring people to buy in the overall goal. Within 18 months, we accomplished all of that and my replacement was a young woman of color who continued successfully. In my experience, diversity and inclusion cannot be successful just because an executive says so. And it cannot be really successful when employees are the only ones pushing for it. For real, long lasting success, you need commitment from both the leadership of the institution and the employees directly impacted.
0: Mm, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that's absolutely spot on Um, and we've spoken about diversity and inclusion before and I know that you say the scope of diversity and inclusion has changed over the years. I'd love for you to explain that with our audience.
1: The scope of diversity started with the integration of women into the workplace and then evolved to consider race, ethnicity and colour. It is now more recently considering other human characteristics such as sexual orientation and physical and mental abilities. To me, diversity and inclusion is about eliminating our known and unknown biases when looking at those around us and allowing everyone, without exception, to show what and how they can contribute to society and then facilitating their contribution.
0: And that's a lovely way of putting that and absolutely spot on. Talk to me about the problem that we face with age discrimination in fintech that you have seen.
1: Going back to what I just said about contribution, in my experience, in the fintech space, there is a perception that old dogs cannot learn new tricks or adapt to new environments, and therefore their potential impact is diminished. There is some truth to that, in the sense that for those who are used to perform in a certain way, And have done it for a long time, transition to a new way is more difficult, but that has nothing to do with age or experience, just with willingness. Change is the only constant in our lives and humanity has proven over and over again its ability to adapt and evolve. If you look at today's successful fintechs, some were started by very young people. However, many were studied and continue to be led by more experienced individuals. What has been proven without doubt, however, is that diversity and inclusion lead to better working environments and augmented financial success.
0: Absolutely. And the last question that I want to ask um, is with all this experience, with the knowledge that you've gained over the years, with your own lived experience, what would you say is your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion.
1: As I mentioned earlier, inclusion is possible only when we collectively recognize and accept each other for who we are, instead of trying to fit those who are different than us in pre-configured boxes. To me, for inclusion to truly succeed, we first have to be aware of our biases. Without awareness, there is just habit. With awareness comes choice and with choice comes responsibility. Choice to do something about it and responsibility to do it well. I also believe that instead of forcing change, it is more beneficial to create the conditions for change to occur and let it happen. Over time, each generation has made its own contribution to improving our places of work. So let's continue to build the workplace we would all want to thrive in.
0: Absolutely. And Christian, thank you for sharing your experiences. Um, Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing exactly how you moved from finance to fintech and your lessons along the way with that. It's been brilliant to hear about your perception of the space. Um, It's been brilliant to hear about different angles of discrimination, different angles of diversity and inclusion that we have to take into consideration. So thank you for sharing your thoughts on the Humans of Fintech podcast series. It's been brilliant having you.
1: Nadia, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. I think you're doing a great job. And uh, again, I'm grateful for being able to share my insights with you and uh, wish you and your uh, listeners good luck.
0: Thank you so much.